This is the Christian Fellowship Guild podcast show. Today is Monday, March 23rd, 2020. The title of our first devotional is Already Rich. We're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and verses 8 through 9. It says, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. You are already full. You are already rich. You have reigned as kings without us. And indeed, I could wish you did reign, that we might, we also might reign with you. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last, as men condemned to death. For we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. I recently had the opportunity to travel internationally. I was away from my family for quite some time. As you can imagine, I was overjoyed to see my wife and five children when I returned home. To my great pleasure, they were happy to see me as well. Before I could make it all the way down the driveway, the older children jumped off the porch and ran to my truck. They all piled in the truck and rode with me the rest of the way, a hundred feet, to the carport. The little ones squealed with joy, Daddy, 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 while they hugged and kissed me. It was a wonderful scene. I wish I had it all on video. I had purchased a small souvenir for each of my children during my travels, but I didn't give them their presents that evening. I passed them out the next day. Why? Because that night it was clear to me that having their father home was what they wanted most. In that moment, I knew how rich I was, how full I was. Not only am I a steward of the word, but God has also blessed me with a wonderful, loving family who loves me as much as I love them. What makes you rich? What makes you full? Let's pray. Dear God, help me to see that I am abundantly blessed by you and that I am already rich with your love, grace, and mercy. In Jesus' holy name, amen. And the title of today's couples devotional is contentment the secret of life scriptures are uh, first timothy chapter 6 verses 1 through 10 with the key verse being verse 6 which says godliness with contentment is great gain a bishop of the early church who was a remarkable example of contentment was asked his secret the old man replied it consists in nothing more than making a right use of my eyes in whatever circumstance i am I, first of all, look up to heaven and remember that my principal business here is to get there. I then look down upon the earth and remember how small a place I shall occupy in it when I die and am buried. I then look abroad in the world and observe what multitudes there are who are in all respects more unhappy than myself. Thus I learn where true happiness is placed, where all our cares must end, and what little reason I have to complain. We all know of people who are always complaining about their situation. If only we had a bigger home, if only we had a better car, I won't be happy until we move back to wherever. This physical handicap is holding me back. We need to bring home at least $200 more a month. Conditions and situations will never be perfect. We have become a culture which is always focusing on perfect conditions. But if we wait for perfection to be content, we will never be happy. Things do not bring us contentment. It only comes about when, as a couple, we focus upon why we are here on this earth and then begin to live out this purpose. One of our famous sayings is, If you're not content with what you have, you'll never be content with what you want. We meet many people who are always looking to the future, the next paycheck, the next home, the next church, the next month, the next school, and in some cases, the next marriage partner. We are a country characterized by discontent. Do you find yourself being drawn into this mindset? Recently, we were, we were visiting our grandchildren, Bradley Joe Barnes II, our grandchild, Bradley Joe Barnes II. As we were holding him, rubbing our hands through his hair, 
Tracing the shape of his toes and fingers, our minds started thinking about what he was going to be as he grew to manhood. Was he going to have good grades and go to college? Would he be a fireman, a pastor, a teacher, a coach, or a salesman? Suddenly we realized that we were thinking about what he could be rather than focusing our thoughts and prayers on who he would be. In today's culture, we are all drawn away from the spiritual pursuits to putting our hope in wealth, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, into building our lives around ways to accomplish this, this ambition. As we sat there in Bradley Joe's room, we began praying that all of his extended family might teach him higher values than money, career, and fame. Not that these are evil, but the value we place on them can lead to our downfall, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. In today's passage, Paul states, Godliness with contentment is great gain, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. When we find ourselves looking to the future because we are, aren't content with today, may God give us a peace of mind that lets us rest where he has placed us. Be content today. Let's pray. Father God, you know that my heart's desire is to be content in whatever state I'm in. I want to be like Paul in that regard. You have given me so much, and I want to graciously thank you for these blessings. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Some action points. First, instead of being discontent with your station in life, start praising God for where you are. Second, ask God to reveal to you what you can learn in your present situation. And last, write a letter to God thanking him for all your blessings and name them individually. Some further reading, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 through 21, Proverbs chapter 22, verses 1 and 2, and Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 25. A little poem from Anne Weems. The title is God Did Promise. It says, If I could, I'd write for you a rainbow and splash it with all the colors of God and hang it in the windows of your being so that each new God's morning your eyes would open first to hope and promise. If I could, I'd wipe away your tears and hold you close forever in shalom. But God never promised I could write a rainbow, never promised I could suffer for you, only promised I could love you. That I do. Again, that's a poem from Anne Weems. So, I'm hoping that throughout this whole coronavirus thing, everybody is staying chipper or happy or joyful, maybe. Um, I'm going to attempt to maintain the schedule that I've had going now. That I'm in my eighth week of the podcast. I just hope that, you know, as everybody starts to um, practice social distancing and and everybody's, you know, kind of staying at home, trying to prevent the wi the wildfire spread of the virus, that uh, more and more people will get online and, and still stay in contact with people they usually are in contact with every day. I know a lot of pastors out there are doing live stream services and, and kind of uh, parking lot services, and um, I just hope that, you know, in this time of tribulation, that God can be glory, glorified. And uh, I pray that, you know, this isn't a long, drawn-out process for everybody. I, I hope that with this, with the self-quarantining and the social distancing, that it can be over and done with much quicker than what it would have been without it. Um, but besides that, um, if you guys would like to get a hold of me for a prayer list or uh, just general questions... You can send me an email at christianfellowshipguild at gmail.com. Again, that's christianfellowshipguild at gmail.com. Um, besides that, uh, I'll talk to you guys in tomorrow's episode. Have a good one.